All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Welcome, folks. Once again, it's that time for the Rich Coy Yanks podcast, season three, episode 41, the finale to the 2022 season of the Rich Coy Yanks podcast. This week, Rich and Dylan break down all the free agent news, all the hot stove comings and goings in Major League Baseball and get into a pretty lively mascot debate. Some trivia with Dylan and some very entertaining up and in mailbag questions. All that and more coming up right now on the Rich Coy Yanks podcast. Everybody, boys and girls, it's that time again. The Rich Coyanks Podcast. It's been a been a minute since we've been with you. Season three, episode forty-one. It's the something edition overall. I uh, made a mistake in my notes, so I couldn't tell you. Ninety. I just have nine here, Dylan, but it's not nine. Clearly, my notes you sent me says. Oh uh, yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. I think it like it's ninety-four. So I don't know, something like that. Anyway. Uh, before we get to all the hot stove free agent news, just a recap of what you guys are going to get later on. The audio is all about Aaron Judge today for the most part. I'm going to have give you the uh, audio of the live reaction of WFAO when they were on the air when the news broke of his new contract. Then you're going to hear a little bit from Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone on uh, Judge coming back with his big deal. And we'll certainly get to that. Um, in this, we have tons of hot stove news to talk about today. We've got your basic this date in history and all that other stuff, mailbag. And uh, we even got some trivia. We got the usual stuff. But Dylan, how goes it in New York, sir? It's cold. It snowed. And that's pretty much it. It's kind of right, crazy well, with holidays. I've been slacking on the YouTube, but I am making a promise to everybody. We're going to put at least some of this episode on YouTube just for Dylan's beanie because Dylan is sporting a pretty dope Yankee beanie. I'm liking that look, even though I am sick. I think I, I think I got the Rona, so excuse my appearance, but the new we're, era beanie. We're gonna put this out, and you can definitely see the the clarity difference in our cameras. As Dylan has a state of the art hi fi great picture, and I look like I am on um, a Polaroid. So um, we'll see what Santa does for a new uh, camera. I put it on my list this year, so maybe. But Dylan, lots of news to talk about. Obviously, the first thing that we need to go over is it's done. 
It's finalized. Yankee fans can breathe a sigh of relief. Aaron Judge is coming back to the New York Yankees on a mega deal. Um, we can get into the the uh, rumors and innuendos of what was happening um, and what actually did happen. But let me get your first reactions to Judge coming back. What do you think? Are you surprised? Are you happy? Are you sad? What? Uh, I'm happy. You know, I'm I'm pretty much just waiting for the captain ceremony. Um. But, you know, I f- kind of figured he was coming back. Yeah. Like, I said it was a 50-50, but I pretty much knew <laughs> it was probably like a, a 70-30, either a Yankees or Giants. They were kind of in a no-win situation. They kind of had to bring him back. How did you, not, how do you yeah. not bring him back? Like, dude, you built the guy a chamber in the outfield. Like, what do you do? Like, how do you not bring him back? And the fans kind of demanded it. So it is what it is. Um, any thoughts on the deal? Uh, too long, I mean, too like, short, too much money. What are your thoughts on that? Because I have my thoughts, but let me hear yours first. Deals are always getting more and more expensive. We know that happens. He's now the highest paid person in MLB. Um, but, you know, he wanted the nine years, and that's what they gave him. Take him to, um, four, we'll take him to 40 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst that could happen. It's not the Bobby Bonilla contract. You know, you're not going to be paying him forever. No, I'm but... sure he'll, he'll still be playing. Just what level would he be playing at that point? Yeah. And the Yankees have money, so it, it'll be fine. All right. Here, here's my thoughts. I want to get, first of all, I want to defend Brian Cashman a little bit in the Yankees because I heard this narrative. Yankee fans are, a lot of Yankee fans are assholes. And I know why Yankee fans nationally get a bad rap. Um, because the second he got signed, the Yankee fans went from, oh, my God, Cashman's a bum. Why didn't they sign him? The second after he signed, is like, well, what else are they going to do? We need to go sign Correa. We need to go sign. I was like, dude, you need to relax. Me and Dylan talked about this on the show. We said, you Yankee fans need to lower your expectations because we had a lot of heavy lifting to do just to bring back the same team. We said it episodes ago. We said, guys, don't walk out of free agency expecting a big splash because they're going to have to spend a ton of dough just to bring Rizzo and Judge back. Like, that's going to be a huge deal. Now, I keep hearing this narrative, oh, the Yankees cost themselves an extra $180 million. No, they didn't. Aaron Judge earned an extra $180 million. The Yankees offered him a very fair contract at the beginning of the season. It would have made him the highest AFR, the highest average annual salary in Major League Baseball. The dude then went out and had the best offensive year in the history of the New York Yankees. That's why he, they had to pay an extra $180 million. That wasn't a stupid move by the Yankees. What were they supposed to do? What if they offered him $400 million in the beginning of the season, he signed it, and he went out and hit 230 and 27 home runs? What would Yankee fans say then? Oh, yeah, Cashman's an idiot. Why'd they give him the money? Blah, 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 blah. Nobody could have predicted that this guy was going to go out and have the best year in the history of the New York Yankees offensively. He earned it, so he got his money, and that's it. It is what it is. Now, listen, Yankee fans, I'm happy he came back. I think he's going to be the next captain. I think he's a great face of the franchise. I don't think he wanted to go anywhere else, and we'll talk to that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But he's not a stupid man either. You know, it, you saw what happened. I guess the Padres offered him four hundred million at the last minute, and he kind of had already verbally agreed to come back to the Yankees, so he stuck with his deal. Um, Listen, the, the guy made a great gamble. The guy turned down one deal, and he took another deal, and it is what it is. To Dylan's point, it's just money. The Yankees have money to burn. I'm never going to worry about money. 
with the Yankees. It is what it is. The years are what I worry about. You know what I mean? And we talked about this also. If it's a nine-year deal, if we get five good years out of this contract, to me, that's a win. If the last four years of that deal, he's a DH, he's a first baseman, he's a part-time player, whatever it is, it is what it is. You know, listen, everyone's complaining about, oh, it's a massive deal. It's an, you know, his average yearly salary is massive. Wait till Otani's a free agent next year and somebody gives him 50 million a year. It mm-hmm. won't look it won't look as bad. But sticking with Judge, um, I, I agree with you. It was between the Giants and the Yankees. Listen, it was a perfect storm for Aaron Judge. It really was. Because if you think about it, he had the career year number one. The other team that was bidding against the Yankees was his hometown boyhood team. So everything worked against the Yankees as far as costing them money. There was only one other team. I don't care what you say. If the Giants weren't looking for him, he would have signed for much less with the Yankees because he wanted to come back to New York. If it was the Pirates that were offering him, you know, $340 $340 million, it wouldn't even be a negotiation. It just so happened that it was the Giants, and that was the team he grew up with, posters on his wall. So he's back. It is what it is. Um, Rizzo's back. Those were the two big moves me and Dylan both said that we needed them to make. Severino, they picked up the option on. Um, now, unfortunately, it goes to what's next. And everyone's saying that it's going to be Rodon. Um, that's what I keep hearing, that they're very close to adding him as another starter. And, Dylan, if that's the offseason, are you happy – with the offseason, if it ended right there? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy. I feel like we're there's nothing we truly need, you know. Pitching is always good to have, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think we necessarily need it because the rotation is okay at this point, I feel. And then, you know, the infield's set already. Yes. I mean, it would be nice if we had Ben Attendee back, but. I'm hearing it. They're saying he's asking for too much money. He wants like an Uber deal. Mm. They're talking about that kid from the Pirates trading for uh, what's, what's his Brian name? Reynolds. Brian Reynolds from the Pirates, which I think would be a good move. Um, we definitely need another left fielder. But if we go into opening day and it's a, a platoon of Cabrera and Stanton in left field, that's not the worst thing in the world. I think we could live. Hicks is your backup. I think we'd be okay. I know there's been a lot of talk of, you know, I hate, the one thing I hate about this time of year is all the rumors. Oh, so and so is tied to this team. So and so. Just let me know when it's done. Because rumors are, are what they are. You saw poor uh, John Heyman, the catastrophe he had where he tweets that he's going to the Giants and then has to take it Arson back. Arson judge. Dude, I got to be honest with you. I felt really bad for him because I like him as a, as, a, as a commentator. He seems straightforward. He seems like a straight shooter. But, dude, it's hard to get up off the mat from that, man. That's your one job. Like, <laughs> And I will say one thing it did for me when I saw the thing, it gave me like a 10-minute or 15-minute period to say, all right, he's gone. So I kind of had to deal with like, all right, well, he's gone. What do we do now? So I went through the whole kind of grieving process quickly before I pivoted to like, all right, well, what's next? Um, and then when they said, oh, when he took it back, I didn't believe him. I was like, oh, he's just saying he's just saying that now because he jumped the gun on it. But I still thought till the next day he was gone. So apparently, I guess Hal Steinbrenner at the last minute calls Judge and says, you know, what's it going to take? And he was like, I want to be a Yankee, but I need the ninth year. And he gives him the ninth year. So. I don't know. Listen, guys, he's back. You got what you wanted. Don't worry about money. It's not going to cost you any money. Did people really think that, like, if they didn't sign Judge, like, the parking prices were going to go down or the price of a hot dog was going to go down? <laughs> like, that's not happening ever. I don't care what happens. Hot so, dogs are still going to be $8. It's, <laughs> it's going to be what it's going to be, guys. So they might as well spend the money on the field. So as we talk about that, yes, 
<clears throat> assuming that they do get Rondo, which I didn't think start to Dylan's point, starting rotation pitching help is always good, but it wasn't absolutely necessary. So the Yankees did make another move. They bring back Tommy Canely in the bullpen, which is a nice move. Um, we had a lot of subtractions um, in that bullpen. So you figure Zach Britton contract gone, Chad Green gone, um, Miguel Castro Pat Chapton gone, Miguel Castro gone. That's almost $67 million off the payroll right there, gone. So we talked about this also in the offseason, that there was a lot of money coming off the books. So the adding of the money of Judge this year, he made $20 million last year. It's really only a $20 million plus. And then Rizzo only got a million dollar raise. So they still have some money to spend. Um, I would like Rondon, but I'm not – I don't know, our rotation to me wasn't a super, super important issue. Like Dylan's point, you could always use pitching, but – <clears throat> excuse me, Severino, Cole, Cortez, one, two, and three. And then we've got a ton of those ancillary guys like the Clark Schmitz of the world and Frankie Montos. If he comes back healthy this year, that was a stud big acquisition that we made that he just happened to be hurt last year. It was just bad luck and bad timing. So um, if you add Rondon to that mix, then we're, we're very deep. So um, as far as the outfielder, I would like to get an outfielder. I love Benintendi. doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, I take the kid from the Pirates also. I, this is one of those deals like um, when Cashman brought in um, Donaldson and IKF or a player like that. I could see him bringing in like a, an outfielder that nobody's talking about in a trade or something like that. He's good at something like that. So I could see something. Like, I didn't expect Benintendi to come over last year. So I could see uh, Cashman doing one of those sneaky moves where he brings in an outfielder. So I don't know. As far as the uh, the moves that were made by the Yankees, this Dylan talked a little bit about the subtractions. Um, Castro went to the Diamondbacks. Yep. Um, let's see. Jamison Tyone leaves and goes to the Cubs. He got a nice deal there. Um, I think that's the only big losses, right, though? Chapman hasn't signed with anybody yet. Chad Green's coming off an injury. Britain's coming off an injury. They haven't signed anywhere yet. So if we look at the big moves, Judge and Rizzo come back. Tyon and Miguel Castro go away. And as far as guys that we bring back, Tommy Canely gets added to that bullpen. The bullpen looks pretty solid again, assuming everybody gets healthy. Dylan, what do you do for a closer? Clay Holmes? Uh, as of now, I think that's pretty much the only option. Johnny Lasagna. I think he's a closer in the, way, in, the, in the making. I think he's got good stuff, and I think the only reason they don't want to use him as a closer is he has too many pitches. And they see him in a different role. Mm -hmm. But he's well, pretty filthy. Clay Holmes doesn't work out. We'll see. Put that on a back burner. We will see. All right, so let's talk about some of the other big moves that have happened. Um, the Mets are apparently spending Monopoly money because the Mets bring in the uh, Japanese pitcher. What is it? Kenta? How do you say his name? Let's see. I have it here. Oh, I thought I had it here. I don't. So they bring in the, the pitcher. Oh, you know, let's talk about the ALEs first because there hasn't been really a ton of moves besides the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays look like they're uh, not playing around. They bring in Chris Bassett. He signed yesterday from the Mets. They bring in Kevin Kiermaier from the Rays. So uh, besides that, and I think uh, the Red Sox bring in the Japanese left fielder. But the AL East has been pretty quiet, to be honest with you. If you have to look at the team, the Rays have done nothing. The Orioles have done nothing. The Blue Jays added a little bit. Their pitching rotation could be dangerous with that offense. But the Red Sox have really done nothing. They've lost guys. You know, Bogart's gone. Um, but they really in, only have Devers now. That's it. Yeah. And Chris I mean, Sale. Wow. If you, if you think about it, man, that they had the nucleus of a really good young team. I mean, from Betts to Bogarts to 
and they they let all these guys go, man. It's very I don't know what's going on up there. Some something weird's going on. It's not very uh Boston-ish, I guess I'd say. But Dylan, what are your other uh, do you have any surprise moves, I guess I should say? Not even involving the Yankees or anybody. What's your biggest surprise signing that you're surprised the guy went somewhere? Uh I was kind of surprised by Justin Verlander. Um I did not expect him to go to the Mets. I thought he was gonna stay as in the Astros for yeah. uh Another couple of years, but I guess the Mets were kind of uh, losing the ground in emergency mode. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, he, so. what is he? It's forty million dollars a year for two years. So it's, I think they said he's going to make over a million dollars per start, which is insane. Yeah, that's act, nuts. that's insane. Yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, are you are you surprised Degrom left the Mets? Everybody was saying he was going to go. So maybe yeah, surprised he, he that he went to money. Texas. I, I think he wanted hmm. the money, and he knows he's getting old, and you know he keeps getting hurt. So yeah, he's going to take you, the best don't you, deal for don't him. Don't you think he could have got that money from the Mets? He would have had to pay him, no? Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't think he liked the Mets. The rumor is is that like he went out to uh, Texas, and the second he got an offer from Texas, before he even told Texas yes, he told his wife to go buy a house, and he never <laughs> and he never went back to the Mets to counter offer. Like, why wouldn't you at least? Go back to Steve Cohen, a uber billionaire, and at least say, "Hey, this is what they offered me," just to see if they 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 go higher. Match it, yeah. He didn't even give him the chance, which means he didn't want any part of coming back to New York. I don't think he liked being second fiddle to Scherzer. I think, I think he got offended that they brought Scherzer in, that they brought him in at the money they did. I think he was looking for them to extend him before that even happened, and I think he took it personal. But I mean, Verlander, listen, Verlander reminds me of like like an old cowboy, like an outlaw for hire. Like this dude will just come in and just be a hired gun and he'll just pitch well for you. Um, listen, I'm happy he's out of the American League. Let's just say that. So. Yeah, but he's like across the city. I know. I know. I, I Part of me is happy that the Mets are spending all this money because it takes a little pressure off us. Um, because you know it's not going to go right. It's going to blow up somehow in the Mets. It They're always the Mets. does. It always does. Like, it doesn't matter who they bring in. Something's going to happen. I think Edwin Diaz, that contract they gave him, is going to bite them in the ass because I think he had his best year ever last year. I think it's very similar to Judge. I think you signed him on his peak, and it's just going to go down. I don't think you're going to see a lot of Timmy Trumpet next year. I think they're going to quietly phase that away. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they brought in uh, – oh, they brought in the other pitcher, too, um, from the Cardinals. Uh, Jose Quintent. What's his name? How do you say his name? Quintana. Quintana from the Cardinals. I think that was an underrated move. I like that move for them. They've got a deep rotate. The fucking Mets have nine starters right now, right now on their roster. So they're deep starting pitching. They don't have enough offense yet, though. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Like I said, I'm happy. It looks like their payroll, including penalties, would be like $400 million. $330 million plus he's so high over the tax threshold that every dollar they spend, they have to pay a 90% tax on from here on out. So if they sign the guy to a million, it's $2 million. If they sign a guy for $3 million, it's $6 million. And they put that tax in specifically, calling it the Steve Cohen tax, to try to stop him from spending that money, and he just doesn't seem to care. He wants to win. You know what? I give him credit. If you were – look at this way, Dylan. If you became an Uber billionaire tomorrow, and uh, the Yankees were for sale and you bought the Yankees, mm-hmm. and money was not an object to you, literally not an object. You have you know $50 billion in the bank. Wouldn't you just go out and sign anybody you wanted? Like you'd want yeah. to win, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a fan of a team, it's interesting. I heard an analogy yesterday. They were like, the owner of the Diamondbacks didn't grow up a Diamondbacks fan. You know, the owner of this team didn't grow up. It was Steve Cohen grew up a New York Mets fan when he was a little kid. 
and now he owns the New York Mets and he has unlimited amount of money. It's like it's like a toy. It's cool. It's cool. Why wouldn't you do it? It's like a dream. Good for him. All right. Well, let me see. Let me look at this list. Uh, Trey Turner to the Phillies. uh, To the Phillies. Phillies Phillies aren't playing around, man. Brendan Brandon Nimmo comes back to the Mets. San Diego. Yeah, I'm trying to see here if there's anything notable. I mean, a ton of moves. Josh Bell to the Guardians. Interesting. Yeah, which is weird because they have Josh Naylor. That was weird. Where do you think Correa is going to end up? And we'll come back after a break here. We'll get to the other stuff in the show. But what do you think about Correa? He's kind of he's he's almost in the same position he was last year. Like last guy at the dance. He's a tough guy. Like I personally wouldn't want him. Because of his history and his kind of attitude, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But you know, I feel like he's gonna end up on a team like the Twins. You know, not really a contender, just kind of like there. And I think it's gonna be another little deal because he's not getting a long deal. It seems unless, unless he goes to San Diego, they apparently give anybody money. They don't even care what position <laughs> you play. What do you think yeah. about the rumors that the Yankees were close to a trade for Tatis? That's the rumor going around. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. Um. I mean, it, it wouldn't have worked out with his uh, little situation he has now. He seems but, uh, to always have problems. He seems to be like one of those yeah. guys. Like that's always there's always going to be something going on with him. But I mean, he's the, the, you know what it is. I think that's one of those things where the thought of him is better than the actual having him. Yeah. Because the potential is there, and you know what he could be, but the actuality of what he really is is kind of a little disappointing sometimes. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess Correa is probably the last big chip to fall. Um, I'm assuming that Rondon is going to go to the Yankees. We'll see. Um, besides that, there's a couple pitchers left. Of all days left. Um, would you bring Matt Carpenter back? Of course. Yeah. You Matty well, Stash. Right? Bring him back what do you got to lose? Another another small contract. He's not going to want too much money. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard is out there. That's an interesting flyer. Maybe as like a fourth or a fifth starter. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. Uh, jo- Joey Gallo. What about Joey Gallo? We need an outfielder. Bring Gallo back. Ah, uh, you know, he'd definitely be better because I don't know if you could be worse than what he was doing with us earlier Listen, last year. It, it and the shift a, is gone. The shift is gone. That's true. Uh, Gary Sanchez also available out there. No home right now. You can bring uh. Gary Sanchez back as a backup. <laughs> that fucking annoys me because really. We made that move just to get rid of Gary Sanchez, so we bring in Donaldson and we bring in IKF. And if he would have just waited a year, he was a free agent. Yeah, he could have just waited one more year. You could have had Higgy and him just go through it one more year, and then that's it. And you know what? It looks like the Yankees got it right because he just fell apart once he left the Yankees. He didn't. He didn't. You know. So it looks like it was the right call. But all right, well that's it for the free agent guys. Uh, you know, next time we talk, I'm not sure when that's going to be. We're getting close to the holidays here, so we might not get back with you until after the new year. But um, uh, actually, we're getting close to the ending of the season, I would say, Dylan. So I would say we start season four probably in February when the Yankees report to camp. So probably only a couple more additions to the show before the new year. Um, as far as free agents, unless the Yankees do something super big, then we need to jump back on and do kind of like an emergency press conference. But I don't, I don't see it happening. Like I said, I'm assuming that Rondon's going to come in. I'm assuming that we're going to get another outfielder. If we don't, I could see us doing one of those where they invite a bunch of people to camp, like old veterans, like um, who's the who's the center fielder that's out there that played with the Astros? What's his name? Tell him, damn it, um, damn it! I didn't write his name down here. There's a couple guys out there, veteran guys that are out there, outfielders just floating around. 
I can see them inviting like two or three guys to camp and just see who sticks. Um, and worst case scenario, like I said, you go into the season with Cabrera because Cabrera's not going to get minutes anywhere else. Minutes, he's not going to get playing time anywhere else because ICAF is back for a one year deal, so he's going to be your starting shortstop. So if Cabrera wants to get minutes, it's going to be in the outfield. So minutes, I keep saying minutes still in this this playing time. Got me playing time. There you go. All right, so listen, we're going to be right back, guys. We'll get back to you. We got a very funny uh, up and in. We get to a what's bothering Dylan. Dylan's got a lot of t- to choose from from what's bothering Dylan. We were talking a little off air. I'm going to give um, you two this week since okay. we've, we've been on a little we've hiatus. We've been off away. We got a this state baseball history. We do have some trivia and all that stuff. When we come back right after this on the Rich Coyx podcast, don't go anywhere. got mail yeah welcome back everybody as i put on my announcer voice to rich coyang's podcast um i think we that's enough of the free agent talk or the moves blah 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 blah. let's get to some other stuff before we get to what's bothering dylan this date in baseball history 1967 the pacific northwest sports company is awarded one of two expansion teams, and that team would go on to become Dylan Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners. He did not cheat at all. Look at that. Did not. As did not glance Pacific at my Pacific Northwest at all. Sports Company awards. But think team. about it. The Pacific Northwest. It kind of makes sense. So before we yeah. do trivia, Dylan, let's get to the what's bothering Dylan. Dylan promised us two, and Dylan did. I make had his one best. on our little break. Okay, and he had a. He has his mascot list. I did not prepare. I was bad. I did not prepare my list of. Uh, favorite mascots but dylan did so we'll get to that but what's bothering dylan first what's so dylan? on our break just now i went to go make myself a bagel as i do you know cinnamon raisin bagel connoisseur you know tradition uh i go in and i i cut it open because it's not pre-cut uh and there's sunflower seeds in it Motherfucker. and that that takes me off let me tell you i don't care about your added protein if i was concerned about my protein intake i'd be drinking like shakes and stuff you know i don't i wouldn't look to eat bagels for protein like that doesn't even like make sense to me i I don't get it whatever regardless you know now a question though does it say it on the actual packaging does it say with sunflower seeds so here's the thing we get them from like an actual like bagel shop a bagel a, ba- a bagel bakery place yes so okay. it's just in a big plastic bag so gotcha gotcha okay so it's but they're fresh so and they're the yes fresh they're fresh bagels. and there's a nice variety like we got this time we got a french toast bagel ah. which i didn't have that looked cool um we got lots of cinnamon raisin because they know i like that um sesame seed everything plain <laughs> A Bialy nice. in there. Um, so basically, they sell the bags random. Yeah. Assorted random bags. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we'll move on to the next one. So that's one. That's one down. Okay. All right. Second one. Now, with the holiday season, you know, people are doing a lot of driving. And, you know, that's where I get the most mad. Based on my past. Issues, yes. So at work, we have a very small parking lot compared to the amount of people that work there. Okay. And because it's so cold and there's snow and, you know, people want to like leave early. But it happens in other places too. You know, people will spot hawk and they'll kind of just like wait. Yes. So the other day I went to go eat in my car on my break, as I sometimes do, okay. depending yeah. on what time of day I work. Get away from everything. 
Yeah. I went into my car to go eat. You know, I put a video on on my phone and watched something while I eat. There's a guy like waiting for me to leave <laughs> as you're eating your food as I'm eating. Uh, and I didn't even have my car on. Like I just went in and sat in my car, you know, and he was waiting. And this happens at like when I go shopping too, especially now because like the holidays and stuff is crazy. Yes. So now like, do you feel, do you feel pressured as you're eating your food to move? No, I don't care what he needs. <laughs> go and go somewhere else, man. Like I hate. Do you make a gesture out the window? Like I'm not, leaving. I don't even look at him. <clears throat> I don't even give him the the opportunity to be looked at like i can see like there's a car coming and i i glanced at it but i didn't even like look at him or make eye contact i just let him go and then but like my idea when i'm going to park somewhere whether it be in like a mall or whatever whatever is busy parking lots i'm going to park far away so i can get a space and get out of my car and leave i'm not going to go up and down lanes to look for a space that's closest yeah, you it just walk. makes no you're not, sense. You're not, you're not a lazy turd. You take a exactly. spot and you walk. So you got to walk an extra 50 feet. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? And I'm out of my car way earlier, you know? I just, it kind of like irks me a little bit. It makes me mad. People being lazy. Uh, it's that time of year. People are frustrated. I actually, as soon as we hang up here, I have to go do some um, some shopping. Some, some shopping, and I, I just dread it. I don't like it. I'm too old for it. It's just not, it's just not my thing anymore. But yeah, people yeah. just, they get crazy. I mean, I'm sure I know it's pressure, like you know bills and they're pressured to buy different things and they're and they're shopping and for things and people that they wouldn't normally shop for like i have a secret santa i gotta get and you know it's it, it's stressful so listen our advice from the rich core yanks podcast is take it easy out there relax it is the holiday season be nice you're already given a gift of uh, aaron judge coming back let's all take deep breaths let's uh let's be kind to each other let's be civil let's not carry it out out there um, oh, you know what I did forget to mention, though, which we did not mention in our free agent signing. Brian Cashman signed to a new deal. So. Oh, yes. Yes. That Brian was the Cashman, first yes. move they made. Yes. The first move they made, bringing, bringing the cash back, which I know made everybody super happy before uh, before they get back. So, all right. So that's what's bothering Dylan. Oh, we'll well, say hold that. on. There's one more. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go Don't ahead. cut me off early. I, I apologize. I apologize. Go ahead. We got to give the fans what they want, right? This is the so, moneymaker. This is the moneymaker. This is what everyone tunes in for. Who cares about the Yankees, right? <laughs> It's bagels and urinal troughs. Yes. So, you know, I was in the mall the other day and I'm walking around and I'm looking and I go into there's like a sports store here. Okay. And I come to the realization that the NFL just has the best everything. As far as merch? Or... As far as merch, mm. mascots, everything. Jerseys, I think. it's They have solid everything. There's nothing that they're really lacking in. You know, they play in the snow. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're one of the sports that Ken, you wouldn't want to see baseball in the snow, would you? I mean, we did. What was that? <laughs> two years ago or something? Yeah, like I get it. Um, That's cool. I definitely think that as far as um the ability to have merch, they are the biggest sport, like dollar wise, um, and they have the most fans that way. But I don't know. I think baseball could be right up there with actual merch and stuff like that. It's just I think football stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't think, know. I think baseball has cool hats. That's about it. Jerseys are cool, but well, they're the know. only sport that actually wears the hat in the game. So I yeah. think that gives them the egg, the, the leg up because you see the players wearing those hats every day. Yeah, I, I think hockey has the best jerseys. To be honest with you, I'm a big fan of hockey jerseys. 
Um, yeah, fo- football good. football has really embraced the whole uh, alternative jerseys lately. Like the last yeah. ten years, they've really went all in on all the, those colors. Oh man, I, I mean NBA too. I was watching. The, I'm a Nets fan. I'm watching the Nets and the Wizards last night, and then the Wizards are wearing their pink cherry blossom jerseys, and the whole mm-hmm. court is cherry blossom, and the Nets are wearing a throwback uh, ABA New York Nets jerseys, which I love with white, red, white, and blue stripes down the side. So I mean, I listen. It's 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 a. You saw baseball do it too with the City Connect jerseys. Um, we talked about how we think the Yankees should have um a third jersey thrown in there you know just to mix it up a little bit let's go crazy and you know get a little variety going but yeah i agree nfl's got some cool stuff but talking about mascots i think that's a good segue we can go right into uh dylan's list is it five top five dylan's list top five mascots this is the dylan list i will try to chime in with some but i did not make an official list but dylan your top five mascots i do kind of want your opinion so feel free to chime okay, in absolutely so at number one obviously what do you think my number one is? I want to ask you actually. A current? Is it a current mascot? It is a current. My list is current. Um. There's a clear winner. There's a clear winner. Uh, one the mascot. Phil- the Philly fanatic. Yes, obviously. Okay. Okay. He's got to be the best. He's got the biggest personality. Okay. You know, we're not really sure what he is. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a dinosaur, maybe, or a, I don't know, I don't, just a creature, right? I don't know, but. <laughs> His uh, description on MLB.com says the Phil- Philly fanatic was born in the Galapagos Islands. So nice! <laughs> I love that they have a backstory for him. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. So he's he's obviously number one. You know, his classic. Okay. Uh, then number two, I got Blooper from the Braves. I got it here. I'm pulling him up here. I have a list here. I see Blooper. Okay. He, Blooper's there. Very- He's very Philly fanatic esque, no? That's why I like him, I think. Okay. And he, you know, he something comes out of his nose, I think, just like the Philly fanatic. Oh, I'm his ears. His, his ears. ears. His ears instead of his nose. Yeah, he looks very. Uh, I'm gonna call cool. it a gimmick infringement on that, though. He's very oh, Philly yeah? fanatic esque, isn't he? I mean, I'm looking at the two side by side. I mean, he's he's almost a direct ripoff. Yeah, I guess. I guess you can make that argument. All right, but listen, if it's working, why go for it? Okay, so we got Blooper. Yeah. We got we got the Philly fanatic and then Blooper. Okay. Yep. Next, I have Lucille. Let me bring Lucille up. Lucille. Oh, Lucille, Lucille for the Giants. The Giants. Okay. He's cool. He's a seal. He's got I'm, like glasses on and a backwards hat. He looks pretty cool. He's got an orange jersey. He looks nice. And he's won three World Series rings and never missed a home game in 17 years. Very so. nice. He's appropriate for the Giants too with the seals. I like that. Exactly. Cool sunglasses. Yeah, he's hip. Yeah, very cool. Okay, I'll go with that. Lucille number right. three. Now to number four, uh-huh. I'm going to say Slugger from the Royals, the lion with the crown on his head. Slugger. Let's see. Him. I've seen him before, but okay, I see him here. Oh, Slugger's jacked. He's cool, right? Slugger is Slugger is not only cool, he looks, yeah, he looks, I like that head. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool looking mascot. I like it. His head is physically a crown. Yes. Like a, like a, like a royal. Very nice. I like that. I can, I can co-sign that. Okay, number four. Number so, so number five here. Number five, last one. I have to give to Mr. Met, even though I hate the Mets. He's Oof. the original. Oof. He's the original. This and... is Mr. Met, not Mrs. Met, right? Oh no, get that out of here. We want the original. Uh, I but I'll throw Mr. Met in with the Cincinnati Reds guy. <laughs> you know, Mr. Redlegs is his technical name. Mr. Yeah, Redlegs, with his yeah. mustache. I guess yes. that makes him cooler than Mr. Met because he has a mustache and he's not yes. with the Mets, but. But I do have an honorable mention here. Okay, let's hear it. 
Dinger from the Rockies. He looks the coolest, I think. Like the most unique guy. He's a dinosaur. He's a triceratops. Why is that in Colorado? I don't know, but he looks cool. Good old Dinger. Okay, I see him here. Yes, yes, he is a cool-looking mascot, actually. He's purple because the Rockies are purple, I guess. Uh, That's about it. Kind of looks like Bowser a little bit from Mario. All right, let's see. I'm going to go with a couple uh, couple ones that I'm looking here that I see, and this is literally just me looking at right here. Um, as far as classics are concerned, like just like throwback, believe it or not, the Baltimore Oriole guy looks pretty cool and, and pretty appropriate. You like him? He looks just, very, very he looks, cheap. He looks very, he looks very, well, he looks very, I don't want to, I don't want to get And he doesn't coming. have any clothes on. He's Put some very, clothes on. He's very feminine, but it's very appropriate for the team. I would say he's probably the most appropriate mascot. Like, him and the Blue Jay, which I guess it's easy to do the birds because and Clark birds. The, cl- the cub, yeah, and the pirates. The pirate has a pirate as well. I, I think I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about um Yankee Yankee Doodle Yankee Doodle <laughs> the Yankee mascot. If you guys have not seen Yankee Doodle, the Yankees did have a mascot. His name was Yankee Doodle. I have um, a picture of him. Up yes, he is. He is absolutely hideous. <laughs> he's kind of like a, a a Philly fanatic esque, but he's like kind of. Bowl, uh, bowling pin shaped yes. he just had like the blue and white stripes i don't know what they were going for he's not attractive he's got he's got he's the, scary. the mustache yeah he's got a bat i think right and yep. the big hat yeah uh a so sideways yankees, hat too yes the he's yankees, a little gangster the yankees did have a mascot at one point very short-lived um if the yankees were gonna let's talk about that for a second if the yankees were gonna have a mascot today what would you say what would you name the mascot and what would he look like honestly i think yankee doodle was good I like Yankee Doodle. I like Yankee Doodle. I think he's better than some of the other ones. Like the Rays mascots, he's better than every single one of the Rays mascots. There are three mascots. We're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the to the Rays mascots (laughs) in a second because that's a that's a trigger warning for me. People know not to bring that up. But uh, no, if I was gonna do a Yankee mascot today. As I'm looking at Yankee Doodle, Yankee Doodle was awful. No, dude, he was. No, awful. he's I don't know cool. What he was. He's got like orange hair. <laughs> he's got a mustache, a big bat. No, he's no. He's he is cool. cool. No, no, I'm gonna. I'm not. I can't co-sign that. That's he, awful. there's a picture of him getting a hot dog on the street. That's cool. Yes, I see him. He's, <laughs> he's he looks like an. It's almost like he's an old man, like an old yeah. man mascot. Yeah, like I. Yeah, I don't know. What I is a Yankee? What would you make it? Well, I would like said the Patriot. No, from... there's a no. There's a couple things you could have done. I would have said. Here's the first one I would have done. How about Scooter for Phil Rizzuto? You called him Scooter, and you make him kind of like looking like Phil Rizzuto, kind of like a small, like little Muppet kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. How about the the Bombers, the Bronx Bomber? You can name him Bomber, and you can make him. Um, I don't know. That sounds know a little like. aggressive. <laughs> the Bomber. Aggressive. The Bomber. <laughs> well, Bronx Bombers, you know. Listen, the Yankees have tons of options. Like, I mean, um, let's see. Uh, let's Regardless see. of what he about, looks all right, like, all right, all right. how he about needs the, to wear that about, hat. He needs to wear the top about, hat. How about the bleacher creature? Okay, all right. So you make him a creature kind of like, and he comes out of like the bleachers. He has a little house out there. Kind of like Judge has the Judge's Chambers. We give him a yeah. little house in the creatures. <laughs> and, you know, he can pop up once in a while. I mean, listen, honestly, Yankee Doodle could be the bleacher creature because he looks kind of like really a creature. Be. Yeah. So you could technically, I mean, that mustache is great. Technically, you just stick him out in the bleachers and make him the creature. He'll come out and dance around or something. I don't know. He needs his hat changed. He needs the Yankee hat. He needs to, he needs to wear it the straight backwards, hat. too, I think. Oh, oh, the old school, like, top hat, top hat. Yes, yes. I think that's a good, you know what? Perfect. The big Yankee doodle top hat. You're right. And get rid of the bat. Lose the bat. And get some modern Nike cleats. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think we could do that. All right, that's good. I like that talk. Good talk. Uh, well, Hashtag let's talk, bring we'll talk, back Yankee let's, let's, Doodle. I think we should start a movement. Exactly. The Yankee Doodle. He's going to be the cover art for this week's episode, Yankee Doodle. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Rays mascots for a second. My God. Uh, all right. All right. So I know them very well because, again, I got a friend, one of my bosses, who is a um, who's a Rays fan. And uh, Raymond is his name. Raymond. the He's mascot. the main guy. He's the main guy. Raymond, he is a, a sea hag of sorts. He's like a sea creature. <laughs> Um, and they have uh, Slappy the Ray. I call him Slappy the Ray. He doesn't really have a name, but it's essentially a teen- stinger. It's a, is it stinger? Okay, it's essentially a teenage girl in a freaking stingray, a bad like spirit Halloween store costume stingray. It is absolutely awful. And then they have DJ Kitty, who is an actual kitty cat who DJs in between innings, like the sixth and seventh inning. It's all bad. It's all awful. It's terrible. And it's it's indicative of a franchise that does not have an identity and never has an identity. Literally, the they had one of the coolest logos in history when they came out, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays with the rainbow logo, which was awesome. Now nah, that wasn't good enough. We're gonna we're gonna be the rays of sunshine. Um and and one thing that they're missing, which is right in front of everybody's nose, which I don't understand why they're not called this, but they should be called the Tampa Bay Tropics or Tropicanas. Like they, they have a sponsorship with Tropicana. It's called Tropicana Field. They're missing the boat here. Their logo should be literally an orange baseball with a straw sticking out of it, like an orange. Their uniform should be bright orange. They have the color scheme right there. It's the it's Florida. It is literally the perfect thing right there. It could be completely sponsored. They should be the Tampa Bay Tropicanas or Tropics, and it's perfect and it's done. And I just don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. Like. Uh, and the logos and everything would be so much cooler because then they have an actual identity. The orange would make sense. The green and orange white combination you could have would be perfect. You know what? I'm talking way more than I need to about the fucking Tampa Rays and their mascots. Oh, well, I'm looking at their, their bio here and they have a very detailed bio. I don't know what's going on here for their mascots. Yes. He was born in the Gulf of Mexico. His full name is Raymond Ray. Jesus. His age is unknown. His debut was in June 21st, 1998. So he's older than me. Um, Bats scare him. Uh, Yeah, yeah, much like the rest of the Rays players. His favorite movies are The Rookie and Monsters, Inc. (laughs) (laughs) He likes Harry Potter, but Harry is spelled H-A-I-R-Y because he's Harry. They really have a bio for Raymond. Uh, His favorite TV show is I'd Rather Be Reading. He's a reader. Oh, He's, uh, his favorite color is blue. His favorite food is everything. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you've ever been to a Rays game, and if you have at that awful stadium, I apologize in advance because it's hideous. But um, he rides around like on a motorcycle, like around the stadium. Like he just he, he, he zips around the, the carpet, which I wouldn't call grass because it's not grass. But he drips around the it, It's It's just awful. He's it's. It's all awful. It's all bad, guys. I don't. I, I don't know what else to tell you. It's just bad. The whole franchise is bad, and I'm happy they didn't make any moves. And it annoys me that they're actually decent every year. So, <clears throat> anyway, all right. Anything else on mascot still? Uh Stinger debuted <laughs> in 2014. He uh he can't swim. Oh, Jesus. Wait, <laughs> he doesn't Stinger, know how to swim. Stinger can't swim. He's That's a sting. He's a stingray, but he can't swim. That's why he's uh he's got a job as a greeter, a designated greeter at the Tropicana Field. 
Jesus Christ. His favorite TV show is SpongeBob, though. So that's that's at least good. And do they have a picture of the the, the little kid there in the costume? Uh, they don't show his legs, but yeah, yeah. I know what he looks like. It, I've seen he, him he looks like a deflated glove. He looks like if yeah. somebody put a glove you over can, their head. You can literally see the part where it, his like hands are covered with gloves. Yes. Like, there's a hole it's, in it's, his suit. The costume is not even prepared well. It's awful. Everything about it is awful. It looks like someone threw like a bed sheet over top of him. Exactly. Then, That's exactly like, like a, yeah, a like a cheap Halloween face. costume. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's how bad it looks. And then do they have a bio for DJ Kitty? They actually don't. They just oh, have like okay. some stats from him. He debuted in 2010. He weighs 200 pounds. He's six foot tall. Jesus Christ. He has nine lives. Well, of course. He was found out in out back near the dumpsters of Tropicana Field. That's his birthplace. <laughs> That's them writing their own fucking bio. Yeah, That's this is the raise thing on MLB.com. bios that they found him out by the dumpster. Fucking idiots. What a bunch of idiots. I, I got to tell my boss to listen to this episode just to, how stupid they are. Unbelievable. All right, well, let's get to some some other stuff. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get to some trivia, Dylan. How about some trivia? All right, let's do it. All right, so we know the rules, guys. Dylan's going to get five questions. He's got to get three out of five right. He's riding a two-week losing streak right now, or a two-episode losing streak. So he's Bad. He, he's got some work to do. So let's get into it here. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Da, 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 da. Pardon me. All right. Are you ready, sir? Here we go. I'm ready. Who was the first Yankee to hit a grand slam in his first game at Yankee mm. Stadium? So first Yankee to hit a grand slam in his first ever game at Yankee Stadium. Was it A, Joe DiMaggio? B, Hideki Godzilla Matsui? Three, all rise, Aaron Judge, or four, the Bambino Babe Ruth. First Grand Slam in his first game at Yankee Stadium. Four big names there. All of them could have done it. DiMaggio, Matsui, Judge, or Babe Ruth. So we're saying it's not his rookie season. It's just his first season as a Yankee in Yankee Stadium. First season as a Yankee. No, his first, first game ever in Yankee Stadium. Ah. His first game he ever played in Yankee Stadium hit a grand slam. DiMaggio, Matsui, Judge, or Babe Ruth? Would you like a hint? I'm going to say, I'm going to go out and guess. I feel like Babe Ruth's like the one you want me to pick because it's Babe. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to pick him. Okay, so Babe, you're ruling out. I'm not picking out Babe, and I'm not picking Aaron Judge. <coughs> Aaron Judge, I know he did hit a home run, but it wasn't a grand slam. It was not. Do you know who the other guy he had a home run that same game with him? Both, uh, both in their first the games. First the first baseman. Uh, Tyler Austin. Tyler, Tyler Austin, Austin, that's right. They, they went, went back, back to back. To back, to back. Yes. yes. Okay. So I know that. So you're ruling out Judge and you're ruling out Babe Ruth. That leaves DiMaggio and Godzilla. And Godzilla. See, the thing is, Godzilla, I know he was good, but was he good right away? I don't know. I mean, a grand slam doesn't mean you're good. It just means you got a good pitch to hit. I'm going to go with DiMaggio. All right. Well, I will give you, I'll tell you this. I saw the game live, so it was not DiMaggio. It was ah. Matsui. It was a rainy Yankee day. He, uh, Yes, his first game, it was like the sixth or seventh inning. He hits a dinger to win the game for us, grand slam. To win a, the game. Gets a, to get a curtain call. It wasn't to win the game. Ah. Well, I mean, it ultimately won the game, but his runs ended up winning the game. But. Got a curtain call and 
He did slow down after that. You're right. He did not like go on a hot streak after that. He didn't yeah. have like a, a crazy first year, but all right. So Dylan, that's all for one. Not good start. Not but a good start. I, I had it down to two and all right. So my, ne- of elimination. my next question, I'm not going to give you, which was which Yankee was named Godzilla. So we're going to get rid of all that right. one. <laughs> bad timing on my part. All right, here we go. This is a good one. I would have got that one too. Yes, but... I think you would have. But before switching to number 23, what number did Don Mattingly wear? Ooh. Was it 43, 46, 26, or 63? I would not have known this either. Uh, I only know the answer because here, so I know this will be a complete guess for you. So 43, 46, 26, or 63? What did Donnie Baseball wear before his now retired number 23? I'm going to walk you through my thought process on this. Let's hear it. So there's two answers in the 40s. So that's that's something that's kind of like giving me to think, hmm, you know. Right. But also, you know, if it was his rookie season, you don't get many, like, numbers to pick from, right? You kind of yeah. just get what's given to you. And you kind of get high numbers usually. And you get high numbers. So that makes me think 63. Mm-hmm. So... And then what was now, the other one? What so was the four, outlier? 20-something? 20 26. 26, yeah, no, not 26. Unless you're Derek Jeter and the, the uh, clubhouse guy goes, uh, yeah, you're going to be a star, so let me give you number two because you'll be the last person to ever wear it. But go ahead. Yeah. So 43, 46, 26, and 63 46 26 and 63 i'm going to give you five seconds five four three two 43 oh so close 46 46, yes Uh, and you were going to say 46 i heard you start to say original one and you stopped yourself dylan this is pressure now you need three in a row to get out of this losing streak and win this contest so let's see i'm going to scroll through a couple here all right, I'm going to give you a softball here to get you back on get you back in the bump, okay? How many right. World Series did Don Manningly win as a player for the New York Yankees? One, three, zero, or two? A million. Zero. Okay, for so Donnie zero. baseball. Okay, Donnie never got the chip. All right, here we go. Which player was killed by a oh. pitch from Yankees pitcher Carl Mays? Carl this Mays guy was killed actually someone? killed somebody. He was a Yankee pitcher, and he killed someone. <laughs> now, again, this is going to be a complete guess. On uh, the Yankees? He he was a Yankee pitcher, yes, and he killed somebody. Killed well, why he was on the Yankees? He yes, killed someone? killed a man. <laughs> In Yankee Stadium? <laughs> I don't think it was during a game. <laughs> Hold on. I've got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into it. Now, because I want to get the backstory, because <laughs> I don't think he took a bat and like attacked the guy. He jumped uh... up. In the... <laughs> There's a fight on the field. All right, let's see. Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh wow, there's a lot of criminals from the. <laughs> All right, here we go. I just looked up a picture of him to see what the murderer's face looks Ray like. Ray Chapman. Hold on, let's see. Here we go. Yes. All right. Carl Mays, I'm sorry. So, yeah. I already gave the answer away to it, but his name was Ray Chapman. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see the story here. Now we got it. We got to give the fans the story, though, and see what happened here. Uh, let's see. Bah, bah, bah. Raymond Raymond Johnson Chapman. Let's get to it. Chapman was hit in the head by a pitch thrown by Yankee pitcher Carl Mays. He died 12 hours later. He's the only player to die directly from an injury received during a major league game. His death led to baseball establishing a rule requiring umpires be placed umpires to replace the ball whenever it becomes dirty. Chapman's death in sanctuary sanctuary concerns also led to a ban on spitballs in the 1920 season. Mm -hmm. Chapman's death was one of the examples cited to justify the use of wearing batting helmets. However, it took another 30 years to require their use. So to answer that question, yes, he killed him in Yankee Stadium. He killed the guy, hit him in the head. Wow. And he's he's the reason that we have batting helmets. We're going to get rid of that question just because it's sad. So let's get yeah, right here. Let, let's get to these last two questions here because we're, we're starting to hit a timer straight here. All, All right. right. Who did Lou Gehrig replace at first base for the New York Yankees? Now, you should know this one just if you're a sports fan. I've, did we have this question third. already? Uh, if we did, you should have no reason. But I forget, it. honestly. Here we go. All right. Harry Williams, Babe Dahlgren, Charlie Mullen, or Wally Pipp? It was Charlie Mullen, wasn't it? Oh, Dylan, it was Wally Pip. You never heard the expression he got Wally Pipped? No, but I, I could have oh, I think I picked Charlie Mullen last time. I too. think you got it wrong twice. Yes. Wally Pip is the term for like somebody were getting your taking your job because you're hurt. Let me see what Wally Pip looks like. He's probably a nerd. All right, here we go. Here's the last question, Andy, even though you already lost this week. Which Yankee outfielder pitched for his team in a doubleheader in nineteen sixty-eight? So this guy basically was an outfielder and he pitched the second game of a doubleheader in 68 joe pepitone rocky colavito tom tresh or andy cusco you have no idea do you no idea but i'm gonna no go idea. with papalito because that's the coolest <laughs> name it was pepitone you mean color calavito yes yeah. that was the you're right I'm oh really rocky calavito you're right yeah all right look at that all right i gotta have to come up with some new questions as i'm gonna i'm gonna cycle through all of these as we've been through before but you got a picture of that guy what does he look like wally pip wally pip i don't know he looks like a guy from the 1900s (laughs) well that's what he was (laughs) actually so am i i shouldn't talk i'm from the 1900s as well sir all right let's get let's get to our mailbag questions real quick as we're we're running out of time in this episode here this one is from pete the killer 2976 that's his real screen name now that Judge is back, what is the biggest need for the Yankees heading into the 2023 season? Love the show. More dill, he says. Ah. More dill. Not less dill. More dill. And I don't think more he's talking urinals. about dill pickles. Dylan, what's the uh, biggest, uh, what would you? What would be the one thing you'd like right now? <sighs> what would I like right now? A player, yeah. yeah, right now. If you had your choice. Um, of who's from left, any, any, oh, No, no, anybody who's left, left right now. Uh, I'd say, um, probably, you know, um, <laughs> I guess I'd have to say Ben Wally, Attendi. Wally Pip? Well, I honestly, <laughs> I'd want Yan- Do- Yankee, Yankee Doodle. Doodle. Yankee Doodle. <laughs> He's a free yeah, agent. He's I out th- there. <laughs> I think we talked about this. Yeah, me and Don are pretty happy with the team. I think we need an outfielder. Yeah, Benintendi would be, if I had my dream right now, my perfect player, I would say Benintendi. Um, I agree. Uh, a good left fielder that can put the bat on the ball. I'm assuming that DJ LeMahieu is going to come back healthy this year. 
and you're going to get more out of IKF. So I think we'll have guys that can put the bat on the ball, but we can't have enough of those. So I agree. Pete the Killer, thank you for your question. And again, guys, if you want to reach the show before I do the up and in, um, richcoryanks at gmail.com. Continue to send stuff even during the offseason where we're not putting out episodes every week. If you have suggestions for next year, um, going into next season, season four, please send them along. Um, Rich Corpod on all the socials as well. Um, I am going to put some stuff up on YouTube, even if it's just clips, just so you guys can get a good look at me and Dill's beautiful face and uh, get an idea of who you're listening to every week. We appreciate the support for the show. Um, you guys continue to listen even during the off season, so thank you very much. So, all right, this one, Dylan, is the up and in. It's from Anthony Fizzo, which is a great screen name, also mm. instead of Rizzo. Anthony Fizzo three three three. Of the Riz. actually, I'm going to give it exactly Anthony Fizzo underscore three three three. If you want to okay. look him up, um, Rich Coryang's podcast, my go to source for week old news that have that everybody has already heard, changes okay. the name of the show. To this week in baseball history, you stale fucks. All right. So Anthony <laughs> Anthony. Anthony Fizzo really living up to the name, going up and in. I'm just going to read it one more time exactly because I kind of butchered it, and I really appreciate the humor. Rich Koryang's podcast, my go-to source for week-old news that everybody has already heard, changed the name of the show to this week in baseball history, you stale fucks. It wasn't really great until the stale fucks part of it, which I think, puts the button on the on the message and I really enjoy doing the up ends. I had a question from somebody a couple weeks ago and I said, why do you guys insult yourself and put those comments out there? Because I can appreciate you more. I think it's fucking funny as hell. Yeah. Some of these ones are really good. And Anthony Fizzo, you might you might take my take my award for best comment of the year. That was great. <laughs> Keep it up. I appreciate you listening, Mr. Fizzo. Um or Mrs. Fizzo. I don't want to generalize, but that's Calling us stale fucks is great, guys. And again, we've said it a million times again, and I'll say it once again. Guys, we're not here for up-to-the-minute news. It's not what we're all about. We're here to give you our opinions on the news that happens. That's kind of the point of the show. If you're looking for hot takes on instantaneous things that happened, well, just turn on your phone. It's there. Twitter's there. Social media's there. That's not what we do here. We talk about urinal troughs and cinnamon raisin bagels and, you know, bleacher creatures and mascots. We have fun Yankee, with it. Yankee Doodle. Yankee Doodle, Yeah. So that being said, before we wrap up this edition, probably the final edition of the year for us, uh, me and Dylan both, I guess, wanted to say thank you for your support. Yes, we appreciate thank you it. so much. Um, we're going to be back in January, I promise. We'll do some more episodes. Um, we'll do like a, we'll do a general episode probably in January, maybe two. And then in February, we get right back into season four. Um, hopefully everything because of the protocols are done and I can actually get up to Tampa and go to some practices. Dylan, we should talk, man. You should come down for that, man. You would yeah. enjoy that. You would really enjoy that, like going to a practice, man. It's yeah, because I've never been. You would enjoy it. Have you ever been to spring training games? No. Uh, no, I did, actually. I went to a Marlins-Cardinals spring training game once. But never a Yankee Stadium one. No. I sat behind Barry Bonds and nice. um, each nice. row and Stan hit a home run that game. We we got to work cool. on that. We got to get Dylan down here, Dylan. I think you would enjoy that. Either that or we got to get you down to some minor league games because I think yeah. you would enjoy some of those. The Mighty here. Muscle? The mighty muscle. All right, guys, that being said, thank you so much. Have a great holiday. Have a safe holiday. Enjoy yourself. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Bring Dylan, back Yankee Doodle. Dylan, any, you want to leave it on that? Any last yes. words for the air? Bring hashtag, back, hashtag, bring back the doodle. Bring back Yankee Doodle, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great holiday, and we'll talk to you in 2023. Right? Is that where we're at? Yeah. All right, 2023. And as always, go Yanks.
Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Thanks, Bob. Well, we know it is not official yet. Aaron, I have to ask you, what type of relief were you feeling today knowing that 99 is likely returning to the Bronx? Yeah, I mean, yesterday was a, was a long, that pit in my stomach all day, uncertainty, rumors, tweets. Um, so it was, you know, it was a tough day, um, you know, that... Uh, fortunately, uh, looks like it ended really nice uh, when, I, when, when I woke up this morning. While you had that pit in your stomach, you also elected to reach out to Aaron and have a phone conversation. What was that chat like? Yeah, I mean, I'll keep that between us, but basically me just wanting to touch base with him and make sure he knows how I and we feel about him um, and just make sure and to see where he was, you know, I mean, He's obviously someone that's really important to, to our team and our franchise, but someone that, you know, is important to me. And I just felt like I needed to at least, you know, as we get down to the finish line here, make it known and get a feel exactly from my standpoint where, where I thought he was and um, make sure I communicated with him properly. Did you feel better after that phone call? Were you able to rest a little easier? Uh, I don't know about that. I, you know, maybe a little bit better. Uh, it was good to talk to him and to see where he was and see what was going on um, and just just really, you know, really grateful to, you know, to Hal and what the, the Steinbrenner family just over and over just kind of delivers on these kind of things and and hopefully they were able to finish something off Aaron you talked last year about judge so often that sometimes you said you've ran out of superlatives to describe him how would you describe a, a team that has Aaron judge back and uh, as yeah. opposed to the the option of not having him back yeah I mean it would be enormous um, you know he just you know, the unanimous MVP or the runaway MVP, the runaway best player in the game last year, um, you know, a tremendous two-way player, and then just someone that, you know, I think leads our group and guys look to and look up to, um, you know, to have a superstar player that's also um, one of your culture drivers and, and one of how you want guys to you know, if they model themselves after that, we're in, we're in good place. So when you have a great player that's also the best person, too, um, it's a pretty dynamic combination. What was the response like from some of the other guys on the team? I, I would assume that you heard from some other players with excitement that he was coming back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a couple texts, obviously, and... Um, you know, a couple texts leading up the, the other way when we weren't sure what was going on and we were a little fearful. So, um, you know, be I look forward to connecting with a lot of guys on the team here over the next few days. And, um, you know, hopefully we get to a point where we're in a celebratory situation because we're bringing them back. We know as the Yankee manager what it would mean to you to have Aaron Judge in the lineup. But the baseball fan in you, the fact that Judge would be a forever Yankee and the fact that he would be a Jeter, a Posada, a Bernie Williams, a guy who could play an entire career with the Yankees. What does the baseball fan in you think about that potential? Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things you picture, too. Um, you know, I, I think he looks perfect in that uniform. Um, but to have as, as 
you know, as big a figure, a chance to be a, a historically great Yankee. Um, you know, those are the thoughts that kept me thinking, of course he's going to end up with us <laughs> because he, you know, belongs on this team and, fin you know, on a Hall of Fame track and into Monument Park and into the Hall of Fame with that NY. Um, you know, those are the things that you kept hanging on to and knowing how much he loves um, this organization, this team, his teammates, the city, all those things kept kept making you a little bit more optimistic, uh, even in some down moments. When Hal goes out and goes 9-360 reported, what type of message does that send, not only to the team, but to the baseball world? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think sometimes we take it for granted because over and over again, um, you know, Hal and the family deliver for us, and it's something that, um, you know, we're lucky to be in an organization um, that consistently makes those kind of um, commitments and is involved like that, and, and this case uh, is right at the top of that list. You talked before about how he's a culture driver and sort of when the best player on your team is also one of the hardest-working players. What is your favorite Aaron Judge anecdote from 2022? What, what is your favorite moment when, as you reflect on the great season he had, there will be one moment that kind of embodies it for you? Um, I think we were in Seattle. Um, and his first at-bat, he struck out, didn't have a great at-bat. Came back, and I even said something to him a little bit about the bat. And he said, it's my bad. I got you. And he hits, hits a homer his next at bat. And as he's running from third base to home plate and, and we're in the third base dugout, he's looking at me the whole time. Like, And he came back when he's coming through uh, the dugout. He said, I told you. So he, he was apologetic for his lackluster first at bat and then uh, answered with a dinger the next one. Well, one thing we know, last season he did not have a lot of lackluster at no. bats. What will you remember from the home run chase? Um... Man, I think the way his teammates over and over again responded. You know, I think they were genuinely more excited maybe than Aaron on through all of it. And the days when it could have been potentially a distraction, like it never was because you... I think it was a great indicator of just how much he's beloved because everyone felt such a significant part of it and rooted for it so hard. And to see the reaction from the entire team when he did get 62, um, I think gave you a little peek into just how special a person this guy is. We talk so much about his offense, but you've reiterated a lot of times how complete a player he is. When you watch him play the outfield, there, there are so many things to like, but the one thing I wanted to ask you about specifically are the accuracy of his throws. He's got this four-seam, over-the-top throw, and he's perfect almost every time. Yeah, he's just fundamentally such a sound outfielder, and I think that goes back to, you know, the the repetitions and the work that he's put in since he's been a very young player in this game and the minor leagues coming up. Um, and what always strikes me about his throwing, obviously has a great arm and he's accurate, but there's times when I'm like, I feel like I think he needs to hurry up a little bit. And, and, and he plays fast by taking his time, though. So he never rushes himself too much, but always seems to just put himself in a great position to make a play. Have you spoken to him since the news broke? I texted with him this morning.
but I've not spoken to him. What do you think that conversation will eventually be like? Um, normal, normal. Um, you know, we've been at it together now a long time, so um, I think the conversation, uh, if we're able to, you know, get to the finish line, will be in in you know where we go here over the next few months to get to get ready for uh, what we hope is a championship season. Now, when I spoke to you earlier, you seemed to indicate, when we spoke to Brian Cashman, he seemed to indicate the work was far from done this offseason. Do you expect more chips to fall here and you guys to acquire some more players? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you never know the timing of all those things. Um, you know, I know Brian and his staff and the front office and scouts and analysts are all upstairs grinding away and trying to, you know, whether it's the free agent market, whether it's the trade market, whatever it may be, um, you know, the work never stops in trying to improve, and uh, you know, hopefully, we're we're still still able to do some significant things um, the rest of the way this winter. You've talked about how you like your rotation. Brian has said the same thing, but as Meredith said, Brian has talked about the potential for upgrades. Carlos Radon is someone who is out there, great swing and miss stuff, tough guy, a talented guy, a guy who seems like he could be built for New York. When you see him, think about him. Do you envision a future where maybe he joins the Yankees? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's you're talking about a really talented guy that that has obviously um, really started to realize his potential in this game the last couple of years. So, um, you know, again, I think I think they're up there exploring every option, and uh, we'll see we'll see where everything ends up. How dialed in will you be now that you know this one chip has kind of fallen? Are you still as actively in the meetings, in the conversations? Oh, no question. Yeah, I want to you know see where. Where we're going, seeing what what possibilities exist, what combinations potentially exist, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue to get a little bit better. I asked you earlier in the meetings about tinkering around with lineup cards, and you said, "Well, the roster isn't set yet, and it's still not set." We got a big piece, though, right? Right. I was back about to say, there. when you put your head on the pillow tonight, might you just wonder where where number 99 fits in? Yeah, um, somewhere up up in that top of the order, one, two, or three. But um, excited to have our MVP potentially uh, back in that lineup. Aaron, what will the rest of the offseason be like for you? Um, going going back home tomorrow, um, and you know, kind of get ready for holidays and Christmas, and have a family vacation coming up right after the Christmas. But uh, we'll be in and out of the ballpark and. And again, just trying to prepare and get ready for for spring training, and and uh, you know, so we hit the ground running. Well, nothing like a six-eight present under the Yankees Christmas tree. How <laughs> yeah. about it? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Aaron, thanks for the time. Safe travels back. Bob, we'll send it back to you. Aaron Judge has re-signed with the New York Yankees, nine years, $360 million, the same contract that the Giants offered him. So he gave the Yankees an opportunity to match. The Yankees did match, and Aaron Judge is going to be a New York Yankee for the rest of his career. He is coming back. Yankee fans can exhale. You've got your guy, Monument Park. Captaincy, judges' chambers, all of that stuff. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Aaron Judge is still a Yankee. So the Yankees bucked up, man. This is kind of interesting. I wonder how the San Francisco Giants feel about this. Oh, they're oh. probably pissed off, of course. Yeah. 
I mean, they, but I they, think they had to know the going in, right? He, they had to know that he was going to bring it back to the Yankees. In other words, he did not do the Jacob Degrom thing. Sure. And by the way, it's five twenty-six in the morning out there, so yes, I wonder they if through the night. Yeah, they they absolutely did. So yeah, I mean, I I am surprised at this point with the way that it was trending. I am very surprised. All the quotes that we saw in the Time Magazine article, I am surprised. But you know, they did give. The judge camp gave Brian Cashman an opportunity to match, and the Giants set the standard with that offer, nine years, 360. The Yankees came back, said, we'll do the same thing. Do you want to be a Yankee? And he said yes. You know, it's kind of like uh, going back to Hal Steinbrenner. It's not going back to Brian Cashman. It's going back to Hal Steinbrenner. He's sure. the one that basically said, okay, let's let's give it up. And, you know, maybe Hal's partners and things of that nature were willing to do this. And knowing that uh, – the, the look for the Yankees would have been the worst part of it, right? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. From a business standpoint, from a baseball standpoint, all of it. So he went from $213 million to $360 million with one season. Essentially, he said, look, you're going to pay me for last season. Oh, yeah. Because last season, you only gave me 17 mil. That's right. And last season, I'm getting paid for 100%. So now he's $17 million to $40 million a year for nine years. So he will take him to 40 years old, and we'll see if he could put together more historic seasons like he has. And we'll also see what the Yankees do from here. Is this the only move that they're going to make in this offseason to improve the team because it's $40 million a year? Uh, but we said it throughout the season. The Yankees can't lose them. The Yankees can't lose them. The Yankees can't lose them. And they thought the same thing. They said, we can't lose the guy. This is the most pivotal point in Yankee history. It might I'll be. I'll tell you what, Dale. Good news for you guys. <clears throat> what? My NARPs. Good news for us. Yeah, because I guess I'm going to have to do my nine-year extension with WFN now. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> for 40 mil. <laughs> that would be perfect. Everything was panning out. With John Heyman yesterday, I was like, oh, God, eventually he's going to end up going. So Heyman now. So, so basically, though, Heyman was right. He got the he got the he got the offer from the Giants. So Heyman was right on that. It's not he just didn't agree to that. He had to bring it back to the Yankees. But right. The offer was there before Heyman put that out, wasn't it? I had not seen it before. Heyman. No, I oh, hadn't okay. seen it either. But I but John Heyman now it's confirmed. This is the biggest Twitter screw up in sports history. There has never, one. there's never been another bigger screw up than that. There's been some. There's been some bad reporting. There's been some sure. stuck people jumping the gun. But remember how bad, you know, Bob Nightingale got killed for putting out that Brad Hand was going to the Mets. Yes. I mean, John Heyman put out that Arson Judge is going to the San Francisco yes. Giants. It was wrong about it. You're a Giants fan. My God. Oh. At least the Yankee fan can laugh because they got him back. Exactly. But you want to kill John Heyman if you're a Giants fan. Yeah, that's rough. So man. now, what are the Yankee fans feeling like? Because we had Yankee fans call in before this morning saying, you know, it's going to be a long time. It's a lot of money. There's going to be injuries associated with him. I think they were kind of getting their minds wrapped around the fact that he was not going to be here. Yeah, I mean, we saw, right, exactly. We had a couple of people call in and go, oh, man, you know, you use that money, you get more people, you build around uh, these guys that are there. Well, I mean, you don't have to worry about that now. You know, I am curious to see, though, is is this just the start of them trying to improve the team or it was just like, we got to get judge back. And that's that hmm. because, you know, bringing back the same team 
is not going to work. Well, bringing back Canely is going to work, and uh, you know, retooling the uh, the starting rotation is going to work. I mean, all those things are going to work, and hopefully, health for you know guys like DJ Lemayu is going to help. Yeah, that's right. And Rizzo's back. That is true. Rizzo is back. So, uh, but they still need to they still need to improve the club. But the, the, you know, it's the task is a lot easier with Aaron Judge in the fold. Uh, that's for sure. So there it is. If you're just joining us, if you saw it and you heard about it and you're flipping on WFAN, Aaron Judge. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, Aaron Judge in agreement with the Yankees, a nine-year, $360 million contract, $40 million a year for the next nine years. If they lose, if they would have lost him, you could just imagine how that would have looked yeah. and how the general fan base would have felt. So Yankees, here is your, you know, day one Hanukkah gift. Here is your Christmas gift. Here is your Kwanzaa gift. Yeah. And if you're like Eddie, it's just a gift. Right. Here, here is your gift. <laughs> it's just a gift. So that one year, $147 million he earned in that one year. One. John Heyman just tweeted, uh, Judge is remaining with the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Poor John Heyman. time ago, had the chance to talk to general manager Brian Cashman. Thanks, Bob. As we know, news broke early this morning that the Yankees and Aaron Judge came to an agreement, that agreement pending a physical, so it is not yet official. But, Brian, I have to ask you, what have the last 24 hours been like for you? You know, the winter meetings are like, you know, it's like this, where you're up a lot uh, all night, lack of sleep, a lot of engagement, and so... You know, it continues. It's a baseball winner every year, right? We know how intense these negotiations have been and how long the process has been. A lot of involvement from a lot of people in the organization. How pivotal has Hal Steinbrenner's involvement been in them? Well, obviously, I can't address, you know, the... the you know the big news in the room or acknowledge anything other than the fact that you know we we're working really hard but i can tell you this and as i said when i first got here to san diego you know our owner was very public early on to our fan base that you know he was all in uh and you know and committed and, and the steinbrenner family you know led by hal you know has continued uh to support this franchise uh, every way which way they can so he's put us in a good position um, he's, you know, taken the lead, you know, as, as a great steward of this franchise would and should. And, uh, you know, obviously we have to finish things off uh, before we can get to, you know, a, a positive resolution. But, you know, I think uh, Hal Steimer has certainly put us in a great position. What was your level of confidence that you would even get to this point? I, you know what? I'm wired negative. I, I think the worst and hope for the best. I think it serves me well when I start engaging clubs and agents and and and, and anything and everything. Um, and so, uh, so I, I enter the process assuming nothing and expecting nothing and hoping, you know, obviously that, you know, with a lot of conversations, it can lead to, you know, a positive result one way or the other that's going to impact this franchise in a good way and you know listen you know uh, clearly we're talking about Aaron Judge we've said publicly many a times from the highest level from Hal Steiner's uh, desk to to everybody from myself Darren Boone and his teammates so you know he's our franchise players and we, and we want to retain him and uh, we're going to make every effort to do so and and uh, you know, obviously we have some more steps to take in that process, but we're in a good position. Brian, understanding that it's not finalized, if I were to hand you one lineup card, Aaron Judge is in it, and I was to hand you a second lineup card, he's not in it. Why does he make a lineup so much better? I mean, he's one of the best 
uh, hitters on the planet. You know, your, the, your specific questions line up, but he's not just, you know, um, you know, an offensive force and one of the great hitters in the game of this generation and maybe one of the great hitters of all time, but obviously the defense is spectacular too. Uh, you're talking about a gold glover who can also steal bases and, and hold runners as they try to, you know, uh, advance the bases on the defensive side. So he is just a remarkably gifted player, and that's why it's going to take a remarkably a remarkable type contract to retain. What do you think being a lifelong Yankee means to him, Brian? I mean, he's uh, so you know he's been very vocal that he wants to stay here. I think he appreciates the history, um, his position in the franchise, and where he sits, you know, amongst the. Um, you know, the categories that he's climbed thus far and some people who he's surpassed. And, uh, you know, listen, he has visions of a world championship first and foremost, but then separately I think he, he acknowledges and appreciates the fact that, you know, he has some pretty high standing currently and, and uh, you know, maybe he can get there to Mount Rushmore at the end of the day uh, with some of the all-time greats. You're talking Monument Park and you're talking possibly Cooperstown, you know, with the career trajectories on. He, he understands that. And, um, you know, whether it's here or elsewhere, uh, but I think he understands the how important here is and the and the legacy and continuing this journey. You know, this is the place I think he wants to be, uh, but he has choices. Do you expect there to be a C on his jersey in the near future, and was that part of it? I mean, uh, I can't get into specifics. I mean, uh, that certainly wouldn't be part of a negotiation. That you know, would be something separate, and, and, and something like that would be, you know, uh, right from the owner. You know, uh, George Steinbrenner always picked the captain of the Yankees, and, and uh, that is a direct decision right from the Steinbrenner family. So so if that's something that ultimately uh, is part of a, you know, uh, discussion or, or something that's ultimately going to happen, that, you know, that's something that would be separate and distinct. But, you know, first things first, let's see if we can get, you know, Get a player to a podium and be able to, to to announce certain things, but you know, again, we have to we have to go through some things first before we get there. You know, we have we have to finish things off, so to speak, and so we're not there yet. Brian, when Judge turned down the seven-year, two hundred thirteen point five million dollar offer in April, where did you think the negotiation, the relationship between the two sides was going to go? I mean, I think everybody just tried to continue the you know. Um, the acknowledgement of we wanted to stay together, find a way to stay together, and, and at the same time win as many games as possible, make the playoffs, and ultimately try to win a World Series as early as this past season. Um, and then certainly hope for the best to try to, to maintain you know uh, that relationship moving forward. So it's been great. I mean, uh, you know, Aaron Judge has you know got you know amazing relationships for every aspect of this franchise, and and I you know I certainly think that pulled on him. You know, uh, and is pulling on him why he makes his decisions on where he wants his family to be as he moves forward in life. And and again, we got to finish things off. Hopefully, uh, hopefully our fans will be very happy in the distant future. Uh, you know, if we can retain him. Brian, speaking of some of those relationships, how instrumental has Aaron Boone been in this entire process? Well, I mean, uh, I, our players love playing for Aaron Boone, um, so it gives us a little bit of a home field advantage. You know, I think the Steinbrenner family gives us a home field advantage for how we treat our players. I think the manager in that dugout has such strong ties with our players. They really respect him and love playing for him. Um, you know, and so that's, I, I, you know, all those things get accounted for. Clearly, the, the financial aspect of it and, uh, is is probably the number one situation, but then comfort level, 
who you're playing for from the ownership side and the consistent commitment to winning that the Steinbrenner family checks that box every single year uh, to, to the manager, the coaching staff, and the entire operation. So, yeah, Aaron Boone's relationship, you know, it certainly allows us to, to not worry about anything like that. Brian, you've been in this position for a quarter of a century. You know what happens in New York. You accomplish one thing, and then the question is, what are you going to do next? I'm going to move over to the pitching side. How appealing is a pitcher like Radon to you? He's a great pitcher, no doubt about it. There's a, you know, there's certainly an intent and interest from our part to to find ways to continue to improve this team. So we're we've hit the ground running here in the winter meetings. Players are making decisions. Seems like the free agent market's moving. The trade market's been a little quiet. So I'm sure that'll change sooner than later too. But. Uh, no doubt that we have to explore, you know, all options that are available to us, and I'll stay engaged with our owner, um, you know, to see what can materialize out of that. But yeah, if we can add some more pitching, it'd be, it'd be benefit. Do you expect there to be more moves made in the near future? Hope so. I mean, yeah, we got we got some vacancies. You know, you know uh, obviously we don't again don't have anything official to speak to. Um, there's been noise about a reliever we potentially could be adding. There's noise about a potential retention of a right fielder that that that's currently out there none of which i can acknowledge uh, you know um but there's other aspects of the club too that need to be addressed left fields of vacancy you know the rotation if you can strengthen it um you know so anything else aspects of what's available how does it fit can it help us you know rest assured you know me and my staff will discuss it vet it get the information necessary share with Hal Steinbrenner and ultimately uh, see what matches can be made Brian when you guys were heading into the 2022 season a couple of things that you wanted to make sure happened you wanted the defense to be better you wanted to run the bases better and the team accomplished both of those things heading into 2023 what are some improvements what are some areas where you feel you guys need to get better I mean, uh, it's tough. I think we had a really good team. If we had flipped the, the first half, second half, and, like, you know, if the first half we got the injuries and the second half we had everybody healthy flying high like the first half, I think maybe it could have been a different outcome. So I, I, I do think we're very athletic, much more athletic. Defense is spectacular. You know, the rotation is really strong. The bullpen, you know, is, ex is an excellent bullpen in itself despite losing some guys. Um, so I think we've got... You know, a lot of things to be proud of, including some young kids pushing up the uh, the ladder here on the infield side, especially. So, I think all the ingredients are there. It's just now, how can we improve on that? Which makes it more difficult because this is a strong roster already. Our intent is to make it stronger, but that doesn't, you know, prevent us from acknowledging that this is a strong roster right now. So. So it makes it harder to improve upon, but but again, with people like Hal Steinbrenner, you know, uh, and our fan base pushing us, you know, um, you know, we're out there trying to find ways to, to add to it and, and find a way to, you know, protect us, improve us, and, and go from there. Understanding nothing is official with the potential candidates that you are retaining and adding to your roster, but what's the buzz like amongst the front office right now? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's we're we're grinding through it, I and mean, when everybody's on the clock, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, it's business, you know, right? We gotta we gotta just keep plowing it forward and finding ways to. You know, we have the Rule Five draft today. We expect to lose some guys, unfortunately. That happens on a yearly basis for us, and um, we're never really a participant in taking guys in the Rule Five because we're trying to, you know, we have to leave roster spots open for potential free agents to pull in and sign. Um, but. Uh, 
listen, you know, our guys, I think we're tired, uh, but it's a healthy tired, and I don't think we're like any other, op- you know, we're a lot like all the other offices. We're here grinding it out, sequestered in our hotel rooms, texting away, phone calls away, guys are down in the lobby that, you know, that have a chance to navigate and get information from other clubs about what's going on out there, or maybe pick up some stuff in the media. You know, it's it's you know it's an unhealthy process, but hopefully the outcome is all that matters, and that's what we want. Will you sleep? A good outcome. Will you sleep easy tonight? That's my question. I hope so. I'm going to need it. <laughs> well, so, but we'll see. I know you have some other media members to talk to, so we're going to let you go. But thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Send it back to you, Bob. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that. He hit the fucking ball. Got to get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. How? Ah. I told him. <laughs>